Hi, everyone. Dr. Elizabeth Bonet here and Dr. Liz. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. I hope you like what you hear. And if you do, please share it with a friend or family member. If you would like to get some free hypnosis files, then that's really easy to do. I offer one to reduce fear and anxiety, another one to increase emotional stability, and a third for a better pregnancy and birth. So you can get those over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. Or you can text the word hypnotize to 444-999. That's the word hypnotize to 444-999. I think it's like such an easy way to join the newsletter. That's why I offer it. Before we go into today's episode, I do need to say the podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, nor should it be. If you need psychotherapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional. Now, I do do hypnosis all over the world. That's done through Skype or WhatsApp, or sometimes someone has a U.S. phone number or a calling card type thing. Whatever it is, we work it out. But if you'd like to see how to work with me or learn more about me, whether you're local or from afar, you can do that over at my website. That's drlizhypnosis.com. I offer a free 15-minute telephone consultation. So that's a great way to get a sense of what it would be like to work with me and to ask any questions you may have about that. You know, sometimes people decide to fly in and see me and they'll do a intensive couple of days and then they'll vacation here because I am in South Florida, which is really nice most of the year. Fort Lauderdale is right above Miami. So we have beautiful beaches and gorgeous water that's warm to swim in. So people really enjoy that. All right. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Dr. Liz here. In case you miss it in the newsletter, I am now on Insight Timer. It's one of the top meditation apps in the U.S. right now, and it has all kinds of free stuff in there. I am super pleased that they approved my meditations for use on there, so now you can get them on Insight Timer. It's a wonderful place to be. My guest is also on Insight Timer, Dr. Carmen Roman, and she actually encouraged me to submit to them and get my stuff on there too. Now, if you're not on the newsletter, an easy way to join is to text the word hypnotize to 444-999. That's the word hypnotize to 444-999. Today's guest has such an interesting path. I think you're really going to enjoy this. She is originally from Mexico, and now she lives and works in the U.S. as a psychologist in California. And she has an award-winning podcast herself. I've been on her podcast in the past called Emotions and Harmony, and it's bilingual. You've actually probably heard me talk about it a couple of times on this podcast, but it is a really wonderful podcast. She does it in English and Spanish. Her story is really interesting about how she began using hypnosis in her practice and really how it's just a one of many transformative tools that she uses to heal sexual trauma. That is her specialty area. That's what she's been called to do. 
So let's jump in. Hi, Carmen. Welcome to Hypnotize Me. Hi, how are you? Good. I thought I would jump in pretty quickly to questions. So for the listeners, I was on Carmen's podcast, Emotions and Harmony, which is an excellent podcast. I highly recommend it. She records it in both English and Spanish. During that interview, I discovered that she had not had such a great first experience with hypnosis. And so I wanted to talk to you more and find out about that, as well as then your journey to deciding to be trained in hypnosis and how you use it in your practice. So can you tell us about the experience you had? You were in, um, in training, bachelor. right? I was in bachelor. Cool. In your bachelor degree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can you start there? I was in the bachelor degree and it was actually my first week in the bachelor in psychology. In Mexico, they do the, there is no, you don't, you go directly into the career you want. Mm -hmm. There is no thing. What happened the first week is that they have a welcoming uh, gift for us as a cohort. And it happened that they hire a hypnotherapist to work with us and to do a hypnosis session with us. Mm -hmm. the, the marvel things of the mind, yeah. Yes. So was this as a group or individually? It was as a group. It was okay. as a cohort. We were like 20, 25 in the cohort. Okay. And it was a hypnotherapist and one of the professors of the university. It's a very well-recognized university. It's the University of Guadalajara. Mm -hmm. And the hypnotherapist was a famous one, an important person, yeah. When he started the hypnotherapy, something went wrong. Um, somebody went really into a hypnotic state, and they, they did a, they, that person did a regression to the womb, apparently. Mm. And the hypnotherapist didn't know how to handle everything went so grown he started uh, doing physical different things like different breathing different went you know to the floor like all this kind of a, like kind of um epileptic attack oh jeez it was really similar to that and it was clearly that the hypnotherapist was more and more uncomfortable mm -hmm. so my professor needed to intervene he solve the situation and we end up with the emergency um, medic doctors and all of these things and it was a couple of the people who went into the deep state the good news is that the hypnotherapist was good enough to take us into that deep state yeah mm -hmm. the bad news is he didn't know how to take us back yes yeah i think that's so unusual too mm -hmm. to be in a group setting yeah. And try to take people that deeply. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. It was probably the misinformation that we were already psychologists. I don't know what he was thinking or yeah. what was in the middle, but I was 18 at that time. Mm -hmm. And it was it was just too 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 traumatic. <laughs> yeah. 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 So 
it, it got me curious about, it got me um, very interested in the marvelous things that the mind can do in minutes mm -hmm. and how I could prevent that it will never happen to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so you were clear after seeing it, like I never want that to happen. I never want that to happen as a therapist. Yeah. And I decided just to study more. I decided to, mm -hmm. to keep researching and doing. And it was not a specialty in hypnotherapies in Mexico at that time that we are talking about like 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. But it was enough, a lot of going on about a shamanism practice and and hypnotherapy itself from from the Silicon Valley from California mm -hmm. um, that helped me to study. I study uh, shamanism. I study palingenesis, which is uh, the art of rebirthing. Yeah, mm -hmm. the art I, of when re, like rebirth to be born again. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. So. Um, they call it in, in Spanish palingenesis. Okay. Um, it was, um, I, I studied with, mainly with people who were doing hypnosis to work with trauma. Mm -hmm. Mainly with therapists who were very serious about working with trauma and very serious about working in the right conditions. Mm -hmm. So it was a good, it was a good study because it, it helped me to know what, it can happen, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So it was really when you moved to California that you began to study it more in depth, you're saying? I was studying in depth in Mexico. Actually, I, I got more training in Mexico than in California. Oh, you did? Okay. I did, I did way more in Mexico because um, all these practices, some of these practices are, I think sometimes in the United States we are too afraid to use them. Mm -hmm. because of the liability that it comes mm -hmm. with it yeah yes yes so there's still here, a lot of fear around what is yeah. hypnosis or it's too scary or you'll be able to control my mind or you know I hear these all the time mm -hmm. yes so this is why I was more I was blessed to be trained as a psychologist in Mexico because it is not that fear mm -hmm. yeah and um, also, in the I came to the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology, which is studying a lot of altered state of consciousness. Yes, mm -hmm. um, through breathing or meditation, or through LSD, or all of these areas of research that the institute was holding. Mm -hmm. So I was very blessed to go and study with them too. Yes, they they have a reputation for being very open and having classes and really instructing about what some may consider alternative modalities, mm -hmm. right? In psychology. So, so they're not, you're just straight talk therapy program, right? No, no. All kinds of techniques. It was uh, sometimes we were sitting in a lab talking, measuring meditation or things like that. And we were neighbors. My, my institute, it was neighbor with Stanford. Mm -hmm. So they could, we could, get a hand of Stanford resources to study. Mm. So it was really beautiful, very interesting. Yes. And this is what informs my practice. I am not, and I will never consider myself a hypnotherapist mm. because um, I know it requires a, a license for that. It Well, depends where you are. Depends. Well, you're, yeah. right, you're right. 
but I definitely uh, I am trained to use hypnotherapy with my clients. Mm. What I mean by I will not be at hypnotherapist is like I am not going to in a room of a group of people and do a hypnotherapy session. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah. I've no, never done that either. No. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. It's for my clients' benefits for my private practice. It's, yeah. um, I mean, I have considered holding a workshop, like stop smoking workshop or something like that. Mm-hmm. It would be a group of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will not do that, but definitely I will do it in my therapy room. And meditation could be uh, sometimes presenting some altered state of consciousness. And of yes. course, I can direct a meditation for a group. Mm-hmm. So that, that will be a good and place for me to 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 go there. Yeah. Yes, one of my mentors teaches pretty regularly. He'll teach a meditation workshop, and he is a hypnotherapist. So mm-hmm. he'll talk some about hypnosis in there, but really his goal is to help people be comfortable meditating and entering into a more meditative state consciously. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a different experience than hypnosis that you would do in your office with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different experience and it's a beautiful one. But still, something in my mind about not being hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe yeah. that experience uh, came with me during my career. Who knows? <laughs> yes. So then how do you use it in your practice? I use it actually to to work with sexual trauma, to work with trauma in general. Mm-hmm. But in these 26 years of career, I have been working a lot with sexual trauma. So okay. people who have sexual abuse or been raped or something, sometimes it's very difficult for them to go into that memory. Mm-hmm. Um, or some of them access rather easily, but they uh, have a lot of fear when they access. Mm-hmm. So my work is to set up the environment, safe environment for them to explore those memories. Okay. Uh-huh. At the beginning of my career, I experiment with more topics. I experiment with people who were um, any kind of memories they wanted to go back and I will help them. But then it was kind of self-selected population. The population in Guadalajara and my colleagues start referring me as the expert on sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I start working with, with sexual trauma for uh, novices or priests. Uh, so that came with a reputation. So it's not that I selected the topic per se. Yeah. 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 Sometimes our specialties choose us. Yes. Right? yes. <laughs> Versus we choosing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes that is also I I have found that you may not expect when you first start out, but you do develop a special skill set in a particular area. Like you are skilled in it. There's something intuitive about it for you. And other professionals will begin to recognize that and see send people to you. Yeah. This is what how it happened for me. So I use that kind of hypnosis in a very deep, um, going to very deep states, states of mind, mm-hmm. help them, helping them to go back. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes meditation. 
because I myself, I am a Vipassana practitioner now for like 14 years. Mm -hmm. So I help people to to access their altered states of minds through meditation. How does shamanism come into it? You said you trained at some point to be you a know, That's another story, but I came, I actually started being trained by a, by a shaman. The first year I didn't know he was a shaman and I didn't know he was training me. He, mm. he was working with me and I was very uh, psychology or scientific oriented. Mm -hmm. I was studying psychoanalysis and I was studying conductism or behaviorism, you call it here. And um, this person approached me and he started answering my questions. But then I started having questions that it was nothing to do with um, the traditional psychology. Mm -hmm. My clients were going into past life experiences or something like that. So this guy had the answer for me mm -hmm. that my, my, my professors didn't have. So I started like kind of visiting him more frequently, yeah. Yes. Then after a year, he started talking to me about the shamanism. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And, and he said, well, some people just can tra get trained on that. And I said, are you training me? And he said, yeah. And <laughs> he he said, in, in his theory, I, it was his uh, assignment to find me and train me. And we were, after that, we were trained. Actually, he didn't answer. He led me to answer by myself because shamans don't answer directly. Okay. <laughs> so he <laughs> kind of led me. Psychologists, right? Similar to psychologists. That he didn't answer. He let me figure out on my own. But after that, I was more open to receive his training. And he, he trained me for another three years. Mm, wow. Um, and it was really beautiful because I could bring questions that happened with my clients' experience. Mm -hmm. That it was nothing that my uh, professors could answer for me mm -hmm. or my supervisors or mentors or whatever. Yeah. And I was at the same time, at, at that time, I was at the same time studying a master degree, the master in gestalt therapy. Ah. So I was doing another similar training in, in deep hypnosis with the palingenesis or this breathing, mm -hmm. heavy breathing. Again, I was coming to him and asking all of these questions of altered states of consciousness or just public uh, folk beliefs in my clients and all of this. It was a really beautiful. Mm. Um, the, in his rules, the training should be seven years. So he sent me out to the world and he said, someday I will get the other three years, ah. um, which I think I am, I am now. I think I just start right now. Really? Um, Again, it's life. It's just come by itself. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean that you started now? I end up this year going to study dance, Aztec dance, uh -huh. which is I am I am dancing with a with a group with a Mexica indigenous group. Okay. My idea was only to go and dancing. Yeah, just having fun and like kind of Zumba class uh -huh. <laughs> and. I didn't realize how profound they, they impact and how it's a very ceremonial for them. Mm. Yeah. So, of course, I was called immediately to go and start asking questions and whatever. And now we are kind of in the first year of the training to be, they call it um, 
they call it to be the the one who hold the fire in the middle. <laughs> there, there is a woman, there are women that are in the middle holding the fire for the rest of the ceremony. Oh, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Which my shaman teach, teach me before to uh-huh. be um, holding the smoke and healing with the smoke. Um, oh, so here it is again, like it shows up again for your life. Yes, it's just again for my life because I was training that already. Mm-hmm. So when I come here and they are doing it, just my natural curiosity, I'm going there. And we ask officially we could be trained and they are going, they are testing us for a year to see we are material to be trained. Um, wow, a whole year. It's very serious. Oh, yeah. For now, my role is to clean after the, I call it the smokers in English. Uh-huh. Similar word in Spanish to clean after they do the ceremony, the women do the ceremony, to, you know, sweep the floor and all of this and kind of asking small questions because they don't give you the knowledge that easily. You have to work far for it. So that's my job now that uh, they, are, they are allowing me to go be around them. And, and then I can ask questions and I can ask how they are healing and what they see and how they see and, and all of these uh, things. And th- there is a chaman that comes and train them or is in charge of their training. Uh, so he said that in a year he's been going to be talking to us. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's yes. fascinating. Yeah. I have found these questions arise when you're seeing clients. And my first experience where someone went back to a place before in, in utero right before utero is some spiritual place. And um, I didn't know how to handle it. And I stuck with her. And you know, the day later, I called my mentor and said, <laughs> hey, guess what? Yes. This is happening. And we've, we tend to find the sources that we need, I think, at the time. And absolutely, it's outside of what I would call like the mainstream psychology world. Right. It's outside. Yeah. Very science and this and you can't do that. And, um, you know, that's not even possible. Or are you talking about it, it's more in a spiritual world, really? What I, what I learned is that if you don't have the eye or the mind trained for that, mm-hmm. totally miss it. Yes. You totally miss the opportunity. And um, Agreed. it may not happen anything. Yeah. It's just, just miss it and you are in therapy and everything is fine. Yes. Um, the the bad the bad part for me is if you are actually not trained and it happens and you really don't know how to handle, then you don't know how to handle safely back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the person can take themselves into this altered state of consciousness. Sometimes you are just saying close your eyes and think about a beach and how you are relaxed there. And then they have trauma. They go into another space. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. When you're talking about trauma, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It does happen. So it does happen. when we're talking about deep trauma, which is my work. Yeah. Yes. So I, I can do something simple as, oh, close your eyes and get to relax. And then they are in another place. And I may, if I am not trained, I may say, oh, how nice. Just breathe back and blah, blah, blah. And I, it probably that's okay. Perfect. Huh? Yes. But, great. But I miss okay. an opportunity. You yeah? do. You miss an opportunity for healing. For healing. So, I mean, for this particular client, it wasn't trauma-based when we went there, but there's 
Mm-hmm. I am grateful for my training around trauma and how to handle that under hypnosis. I had quite a bit, actually. It was really emphasized in my training about how to handle that. And you're absolutely right. When you're working with someone who's been traumatized or has it in their history, then you can miss an opportunity for healing for them. Like, how do I help them heal this versus someone who's not comfortable or trained with that would, could just bring them back, right? Well, I'll just bring you back. It'll be done. <laughs> yeah. Versus let's work with this and heal this part of yes. you. Heal them. And then uh, at some point, actually, my own chaman teacher sent me to another woman who was hand healer. We call it, in other cultures, maybe called Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um but that was a particular indigenous hand healer hand, way of hand healing. Okay. The Reiki involve, involves symbols, yeah? And that, the, for, with them, it didn't involve sim, symbols. It was more working with archangels or with um, entities from the Catholic um, representation, you know, like the Virgin Mary or Jesus Christ or archangels or all of this. So, so this lady help train us to do hand healing for couple it was for for a period of couple weeks or months and it was a really beautiful experience as well Mm. Um, so we went to witness with her what my first experience was channeling I saw how she was channeling and how she will change her voice and how we will be able to have a feeling in the room of something really spiritual going on or something really um, magic happening yeah so I got this training sent by my chaman teacher and then it took me two three years to kind of blend stuff what I wanted to bring into psychotherapy and what I didn't wanted to bring into mm-hmm. I think it's still taking me sometimes uh, time to to see what what I can use with every client yeah Yes, I think that's a a process for most of the psychologists I know, Mm -hmm. but particularly when I talk to other psychologists who are more into alternative modalities, whether that's hypnosis or Reiki or um, EMDR, not Mm -hmm. a lot. Some people consider that alternative, right? Some people don't, they consider it more mainstream. But what I find is that we're continually growing. And we're continually making these decisions about what to bring into our practice, what we think is best for our clients. And sometimes that's because we do have a client where it's like, okay, this client needs something else. So I need to explore that. I need to be able to develop those skills, whether it's right then or later, right? Like, okay, sometimes you refer the client. You feel like you don't have the skill level for them, but then almost everyone I know <laughs> says, "Okay, how do I then develop that?" Right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. if they're truly interested, let me restate that because it's not everyone that does that. I think a lot of people then are curious about it for themselves. Like, how do I have this as a growth process? Right? Mm-hmm. How do I develop the skill? Do I want to go into that area or not? Mm-hmm. And that will often happen for people. But when you're talking about hypnosis, I think most people start with just this basic hypnosis stuff, right? Uh-huh. 
And then eventually it leads into often a more spiritual realm. Yes. So they begin to discover that clients go to past lives or spiritual place or in utero or, you know, these, these different aspects of themselves. Yes. The beauty of it is we don't get to choose what the client goes or where. <laughs> so that's the yeah. beauty of it because thank God that we don't get to choose because then we will be limiting the client from our experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I am more curious on, on see where the client goes and how I can be of assistance or, mm. or tell the client to go and to refer the client to a more proper yeah, source. Mm-hmm. But at least I want to hear where the client is going when the person close here or his his hair or his eyes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was my first experience actually that uh, with a client. I it was a student. I have worked with a lot of psychology students, mm-hmm. and psychology students are very brave. They go everywhere. They just <laughs> that's everything. true. Yeah. So I asked her to close her eyes, and we were doing a the same kind of working with trauma and we went to her her childhood and she started describing some other era in some other uh, yeah some other era and then I was quiet I was calm because they were like oh it didn't went the way I expected but let's see yeah Mm -hmm. so I I remained calm and I started asking her more details and I started tell me about the clothes you are wearing and tell me about what is around and whatever. And it was, she was probably in the 1800s. Hmm. And something about uh, past life experiences is they are not key, queens or kings or no, they are simple people in another life. Mm-hmm. So I remain calm and I listen and then we went back. Yeah. Oh, time to go back and blah, blah, blah. So we went back and I was kind of cool yeah mm-hmm. but then I ran with my at that time it was my friend chaman that I didn't know it was a chaman so I ran with him and I said this is what it happened and then he explains to me that probably she was in a past life experience mm. so I explained to her and then she allowed me to come to my chaman teacher to come into our sessions so oh. he was facilitating that for me oh fascinating so you got real like one-on-one right there training yeah so she's ready for that I will work and then you will start kind of learning what how to bring them back so that was because I was curious enough to keep going because we were willing my client and I to be multidisciplinary yeah Mm -hmm. because we were willing to bring the chaman into the session and it was fascinating the way it helped her in her career also. Yeah. Mm. How do you think it helped her in her career? I think she decided to go and keep studying more about um, herself, more about past life experiences and being trained more. And at that time, it was uh, sometimes at, in Guadalajara, I was visiting Brian West was going uh-huh. to visit. So we will go and listen to him and ho- what he had to say mm-hmm. about the topic. That was like, 20 something years ago. And for the listeners, he writes a book about past life regression. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's probably the first time I read about past life regression. Yeah. It's one of his books. 
he has a book full of examples, uh, beautiful examples about yes. his work with past life experiences. Yeah, and he still does. He was originally a psychiatrist, but he still does workshops. He did one a year or two ago here in the Fort Lauderdale area in South Florida. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I had the opportunity to take a workshop or two with him mm -hmm. when he was visiting Mexico. Uh -huh. um, How was it? Because I didn't go. Because no, because <laughs> no, I was like, I have this thing about, I didn't want to be in a room of, I don't know, you know, hundreds. And I think it was more like a thousand people. Yes. Uh -huh. I actually yeah. called the the workshop registration. I said, how many people does he take? And they said, it's close to a thousand or something. Yes. And I didn't want to be in a room with a thousand people going into past life. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no way, that's way too much. Yeah, well, it, energy flying around for me, you know. He handled beautiful the couple times I went. It was a beautiful experience, but mostly it was more like a lecture rather than a workshop. Mm, okay. Um, but I I met people who were interested in the topic by going to those trainings. Yes. And yeah. I also work myself with a, a therapist with many years of experience in Mexico mm -hmm. that she does a lot of meditation. Mm -hmm. So I also started working with her in being trained about how to do past life um, sessions. Mm -hmm. She said that she will train me by working on me first. So okay. she helping me to go to past life myself, mm -hmm. and we will work. We will open that experience for uh, discussing the experience. And yes. I had questions and all of this. And then uh, slowly I, I will start bringing my own cases from my own clients. Mm -hmm. So it was a, a, another kind of training. Yeah. Yes. I mm -hmm. think that is helpful. I, I did a past life regression with that therapist who did training in that area too like he ran workshops and everything at one point and this was before I was even certified in hypnosis myself mm -hmm. but the experience has helped me immensely to recall it over the years in terms of working with other people just that felt sense in the body the memory in the body of what mm -hmm. that's like and yeah yeah oh yeah it's beautiful I have Experiencing the the rebirthing, the holotropic breathing is what is called by Stanislaw Grof. Oh yes, holotropic breathing. Yes, the holotropic breathing. I spent a year doing it myself uh -huh. as a client, and it was another beautiful experience. But in Mexico, it was called palingenesis. Mm -hmm. It was not called holotropic breathing. With the, it was a group of ten psychologists training for that. So as you can see, kind of I did the training in hypnosis. I it was not yeah. certification about it. It was just <laughs> <Right>. the training. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Hypnosis and then some, right? Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> some other experiences. Who knows what is in the middle? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when people come to your practice, are they coming specifically for past life or holotropic breathing? Or are they really coming let's say, to work on sexual trauma, and these are some modalities that you think are helpful for them? Actually, Liz, I don't put anything like that in my profile. You don't? No, because it never occurred to me that it's something to put there. 
<laughs> like, oh yeah, I am like holotropic breathing or these things. No, because I think I am so adjusted just to do it when it's needed. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's so, funny. I just told someone the other day, I was like, I don't have past life regression anywhere on my website. No, I don't. No. I was like, I'm sure if I did put it on there, I'd probably get clients that show up for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, But right now it's not, it's more, um, you know, what I say on, on there is more about healing, right? Mm -hmm. Like let's do some core healing and let's heal trauma and let's heal old wounds and childhood wounds. And that's where the focus is. And then if that happens, okay, yeah, you want to go there, we'll go there. If you feel like that's what's going to be helpful for you. For me, it's uh, having a toolbox. Mm -hmm. Like when, when my husband is fixing something in the garage and he gets another tool and another tool and another tool. Yeah, I, I have this toolbox for my clients. Yes. And if the client needed and we go there, great. There mm -hmm. is the tool there mm -hmm. and we will, we're going to use it. Yeah. And if not, there is no need for that. Actually, if somebody calls specifically to say, I want a hypnosis, I am more curious to see what they want rather than hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Because they may want just to have a fast way of accessing something. Yeah, mm -hmm. They may not be that informed what is hypnosis, so they may not be. Uh, they may Very be. true, yes. So I am more suspicious when they say I want hypnosis. Oh, <laughs> I mean, not me, because I'm yeah. a specialist, so when they're calling me for Yeah, if they go with you, it's like, okay, yeah, they right. know you do that, yeah? My SEO worked wonderfully, right? Yes, <laughs> but if I have never advertised that, and they come to me and say, can you hypnotize me? And I say, why? Yes, yeah, I see What that. do you want? Say, oh, I yes. want to stop smoking. Perfect. Let's work on how you are going to stop smoking, and if that includes hypnotherapy, we will do it, yeah? Yes, wonderful, yeah. If yeah, not, it's always the big question. Though, even if they're calling me for hypnosis, it's like, what do you want it for? And why? And part of my job is to educate that I don't have a magic wand, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's exactly. very effective. Uh -huh. Or if somebody will call me and say, I want to work with you, holotropic breathing, it's like, uh, what, why in there you will what, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah, right. No, right. It's not, it's not, um, Sometimes we think, especially in the American way of living, we think about collecting experiences mm -hmm. just for the sake of collecting the experience. Oh, yes. Or just for the sake because we have the resources to do it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you I, see that differ in Mexico? Um, I think at least a lot of the clients that I work in Mexico, they were invested of having a better life mm. and less invested in whether you are psychoanalysis or family therapy or they ask less what you are and more important of what you can do for me. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it has a different focus because we have insurances here that pay for it. Mm -hmm. And my private practice in Mexico for 15 years, I never belonged to any insurance because it was not insurance. Mm -hmm. So people pay out of pocket. And will the rich people will say, please, please, please do some hypnosis on me. Yeah, just for fun. Most of my clients were like, I want to have a better relationship with my wife. How yes. you tell me? I want to be able to 
uh, get a raise in my job. I want like very practical goals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes we were like, okay, in order to have a relationship with your wife, we need to work on your sexual trauma. Sure. Then they will do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So more of a, a means to an end mm -hmm. versus the experience itself. Just mm -hmm. to have that experience. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then, so of course, some clients will take longer periods of therapy, but most of the clients, we were doing arrangements for 15, 20 sessions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they, they come back for another 15 or 20 if they feel like it. Because mm -hmm. again, it was private pay. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's a whole mm -hmm. different feeling and model than insurance. Absolutely. This is why probably it never occurred to me to put, I do this and this and this technique because... It doesn't matter probably for the kind of clientele that I do, that I work with. Yeah, understandable. Mm -hmm. well, we're coming to the end of our time. So can you tell people how to find you and how to find your podcast? Yeah, my podcast is Emotions in Harmony. And the website is emotionsinharmony.org. You find there the podcast. You can find um, in the Facebook, Dr. 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 Carmen Roman, or in the, actually in YouTube, we have it in Spanish. We have Armonía Emocional in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. The whole podcast is in English and in Spanish. And if they want to work with you personally as a client, they search for you on Facebook or is that a different website? We are putting everything as of the last 30 days. We are putting everything in one website now. Oh, in okay. Harmony. I used to have the private practice and then the podcast. Uh-huh. And now my own podcast hired me because now it's a, its own entity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a non-profit. So the board members hire me full-time now mm -hmm. to offer um, psychotherapy services and the podcast. Okay. So it's all in one place. All in one place now. Wonderful. Easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Liz. It was a pleasure. It was really a pleasure. I hope you truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. D R L I Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis.